that your spirit, God, and that your Holy Spirit would just be so thick over these people, God. God, I pray that we would encounter you like we never have before, Jesus. God, more importantly, I pray that you would change hearts. God, in this world of brokenness today, God, I pray that we would be your light. And God, I pray that we won't forget how you love us, Jesus. God, we give it up. God, we can't do anything apart from you, Jesus. God, would you just work in us, God? And would you just show us your spirit, Jesus? Would you fill us in? God, we need to be refueled. And we need you. So God, I ask that you would just pour your spirit in us. God, we just thank you. And we love you so much. It's in your precious name we pray. How's everyone doing? Awesome. There's nothing I love more than having people who are really, really good at singing and playing instruments lead me in worship before Jesus. Do I have any non-singers in the room? Am I the only one? Okay. Do you just love it when, uh, when someone who can really sing and play leads you? Anyone? Hello? Okay. Y'all are going to have to be a lot more active than that. Mario, can I get just a little bit of light up here? So, I'm really excited about tonight. And um, I read this a few weeks ago. And um, just felt like it was for tonight for you guys. So, I'm going to pray. I'm going to remember to breathe and we're going to jump right in. Y'all laugh. You're going to be up here one day. You're going to know what it's like. Father, I give you thanks tonight. God, we honor you in this place. God, it's all about you, Jesus. Father, thank you for your word. God, thank you for the truth that it is. And God, we give you tonight. We give you free reign in this place, Holy Spirit. God, would you teach us? Would you teach me? Would you allow your word to pierce my heart, God? Would you bring conviction where it's needed? God, would you bring correction? Would you bring encouragement? In Jesus' name, amen. So, Paradise, I love you. Can I get one of you young ones to come move this guitar, please? You right there, please. Thank you for volunteering. I appreciate you. Yes, I just called you up. Sorry, you were on the front row. Everyone say toilet. Toilet. Now listen, I've been looking for a toilet. If you'll just scoot it back there so I don't step on it. Thank you so much. I've been looking for a toilet for days now. Like, posted on my Facebook, hey people, I need a toilet. And everyone was clowning on my Facebook. They're like, Tara, only you. And I guess it sounds a little funny if I say, hey, I need a toilet. Does anyone have one? I mean, it kind of sounds like I'm looking for somewhere to use the bathroom. I do have my own toilet. But that's why, that's not why I needed a toilet. So, anyway, I want to say hi, toilet. Hi, toilet. And, um, 
Anyway, let, let me... Have you, any of you ever used tongs at the toilet before? Don't answer that. <laughs> i got to move this closer or I'm going to run out of oxygen. All right, 2 Timothy 2 says this. Now in a great house... There are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. How many of you, your parents, your grandma, your tia, has a nice set of china? Anyone? Nice set of dishes. When a family comes over, maybe when it's Christmas time, they pull out those dishes, right? How many of you normally eat on paper plates unless company comes over, right? So listen, this passage is talking about vessels in a household. Now, would you say a toilet is for honorable use or dishonorable use? (laughs) I heard some honorables. I'm a little concerned about this group this evening. We might just need to cut it off right now and just start praying. How many of you think a toilet is for honorable use? Let me see your hand. We've got some honest folk in here, okay? How many of you think a toilet is used for dishonorable use? Right? I mean, I hope you're not storing $500 cash in your toilet. But listen, here's the tagline for tonight, and then I'm going to explain it. You ready for this? I didn't know I was going to do that. I didn't try this earlier. But, my friends, nobody serves dinner out of the toilet. Nobody serves dinner. This is spaghetti. Nobody serves dinner out of the toilet. Let me break it down for you. I'm glad I've got you anxious now. Here we go. I'm going to read this again. 2 Timothy 2 says this. Now in a great house... There are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. Listen, nobody knows how dirty a toilet is until you try to clean it. Is that right? Yes. Am, I, am I telling the truth here? Nobody knows how filthy a toilet is until you try to scrub it clean. And this toilet represents our lives tonight. I'm not calling you a toilet. just giving you an example, all right? Don't go home and tell your parents that Miss Tara called you a toilet. I'm not calling you a toilet. I'm just saying this toilet represents our lives. If you're going to have a guest over, someone important, you're probably going to grill some short Mexican ribs or some steak, right? You're not going to serve back box macaroni and cheese, right? It's like I made a Little Caesars hot and ready $5 pizza. If someone's coming over for dinner, it's all out dinner. Homemade fried donuts, ribs, sausage and chicken. Look, I've had some food up there. I'm just saying, okay? It is all out food, but nobody serves dinner out of a toilet. You know why? Because this is a dishonorable thing. It's disgusting. Actually, if you really, if you really think about a toilet, it, it's, a, 
It's a clay vessel used to collect deposits of some kind that's flushed away, hopefully to never, never land. Our lives are kind of like a toilet. And here's how. We're to be set apart. We're to be holy. We're to be different. But if I'm being honest, and if you're being honest, chances are we've allowed some things into our lives. Right? No one serves dinner out of a toilet. And there's a reason for that. We allow sin to come into our lives. Sin is anything ugly that's not from Jesus that separates us from God. Every lie separates you from God. Every tall tale, every bad music that you listen to, every bad choice, every little thing that you steal, it's sin. And it separates us from God because God says, be holy because I am holy. And just like, just like things get covered with filth, so our lives do. We get covered in shame, condemnation. It becomes our identity. You know how many kids or people I've heard say, well, I drink because my dad drank and every one of my family drinks. It is what it is. Or, or that's just how it is. That's, that's who I'll always be. That's what I'll always do. It starts to become our identity. It starts to become who we are. We also say things like, well, you know, at least I'm not out killing someone. Anyone ever said something like that? Right? Your parents are wigging out about you cheating on a test or something at school. I don't know. They didn't call me or talk to me. I'm just making something up. And you're like, chill out. I'm not killing someone. No, but it's sin. And it separates us from God. Some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Honor means this. Respect that is given to someone admired. Respect that is given to someone admired. Who is someone you admire? Do you honor Jesus? Do you know Jesus? I mean, yeah, I get it. It's the whole song time. We're going to sing our favorite songs. Y'all sing three of my favorites tonight. I blare, you know, I surrender all day long in my car. And I, as soon as you guys left last time, I downloaded the song. It's the breath in our lungs. I can't sing. I told you. And I downloaded it and I've listened to it. But you know what strikes me? I don't know if that's true of my life. I, I don't know if that's really true of my life because it's real easy to clap with everyone and it's real easy to get with our buddies and to sing and we're on a mission trip and we're having a great week. But what's it like when you're alone? What's it like when you're alone? Do you still have that same passion, that same fire? Could, could you really say that you really love Jesus, that you honor Jesus? Honor means respect that is given to someone admired. We think we can take care of things on our own. We think we can take care of our sin on our own. When in fact we can't. James 5 says this. Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. That you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Therefore confess your sins to one another. 
Do we even do that? Are, are we even being honest with each other? Man, I'm really struggling with this. Could, could you pray about that with me? Because what happens is, is we act like we have it all together and, and our toilets are pretty and they're shiny and, and we've got the best toilet and my life is the best and I have it all together and, and I can sing louder than you and I know the song and I can even raise my hands. But when we lift the lid, we find filth. Confess your sins to one another. Are we doing that? Are you being real with people? It says that you may be healed. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. You are no match for your sin. You are no match for your sin. Only Christ is. We self-pollute and then plead with God to use us. We want to be close to God, but we don't even listen to music about God. We, we want to know how to pray to God because we want to pray like someone else and, and we want to be able to have this conversation, but we don't ever spend time actually talking to God and listening to God. No one gets skinny eating a Twinkie. You feel me? It's true. We, we self-pollute and, and then we're like, oh God, use me. God, my life is yours. God, I surrender. But have we really surrendered? Have you really surrendered your life? Because following Christ means that you pick up your cross every day. And it's not just a cross that you hang around your neck. In Texas, y'all are a little weird. You have cross walls. That doesn't exist anywhere outside of Texas, just so you know. And, and there's thousands of different kinds of crosses, and they're beautiful, and they're inspiring, and they're amazing. But the cross was actually something beautiful and ugly. Picking up our cross every day means that I die to myself. That it's not about me. We self-pollute and then ask God to use us. We want to be close to God. We say, change our lives, God, but we're not willing to put in the work to make it happen. 1 Peter 2, 24 and 25, it says this. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Righteousness means right standing with God. By his wounds you have been healed for you were straying like sheep but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. We need a cleansing from the dishonorable We can't be a dishonorable vessel and be used like a and be used for an honorable uh, purpose. In the house, there are many kinds of vessels: some of gold, some of silver, some of wood, and some of clay. Some for honorable use, some for dishonorable use. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, do you have dishonor in your life? Things you say, things you think, things you do, people you hang with, movies you watch, music you listen to, how you spend your time. We all do. If anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. No one serves dinner out of the toilet. 
In Hebrews 12, it says to throw off every sin that so easily entangles and every distraction. And it tells us to run our race. I was your age once. I'm a few years ahead of you now. I know what it's like to be in your shoes. I know what the temptation is like. I got made fun of for loving Jesus when I was your age. We had something called FCA. Do you all have FCA where you're at? FCA. For years, it was just me and my sister every morning praying before school. I know what it's like. I, I know how uncomfortable it is to be set apart. I know that feeling. I, I know how lonely it is to do the right thing when everyone else is doing the wrong thing. And it never goes away. There's always temptation. There's always sin lurking at your door. It's always a battle. But picking up your cross every day means dying to yourself. It means saying that, Jesus, you're my boss, and I'm not in charge. Nobody serves dinner out of the toilet. Throw off the sin that so easily entangles. You know, I I kept reading. I was rereading this this morning. And... uh, I went on to chapter 3. It says this, and it struck me. I read it tonight again during worship, and it made me mad. Because it sounded a little familiar to me. But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, Heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. Sounded a little familiar to me if I'm being real. Maybe it does to you too. But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self. Check. Lovers of money. Check. Proud. Check. Arrogant. Abusive. Disobedient to their parents. Ungrateful. Check. Unholy. Heartless. Check. Unappeasable. Slanderous, without self-control, check. Brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, check. Having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people. You're no match for your sin. I am no match for my sin. In the house there are many vessels, some made of gold and silver, some made of wood and clay, some set apart for honorable use, some for dishonorable use. But if you will cleanse yourselves from what is dishonorable, then you too can be set apart and holy, useful for honorable things, for the master, prepared for every good work. I have no doubt that God has an incredible plan for each of you. He said it in scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope in your future. 
You skip two verses ahead, Jeremiah 29, 13, it says this, but if you seek me with all your heart, I promise you'll find me. We miss that part, don't we? We want the good plans. We want the blessings. We want the, the prospering. We want God to take care of us. But we're missing a whole part. If you seek after me with all your heart, you'll find me, declares the Lord. There are many vessels in the house, some made of gold and silver, some made of wood, of, wood and clay, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable use. But if you will cleanse yourself of what is dishonorable, you too can be set apart, holy, used for honorable things for the master, and will be prepared for every good work for the master. I don't know your story. I don't know your life. But this is what I do know. We're living in a time where you better decide real quick who your alliances to. Supreme Court made a ruling giving rights to same-sex marriages. <laughs> who do you bow to? The president or Jesus? Because it's real clear what God's word says. There are children in the Middle East who are literally losing their lives because they love Jesus. There's a time coming where you've got to make a decision. There's a line that's been drawn in the sand. No one serves dinner in the toilet. God has an incredible plan for your life. He wants to use you. He wants to use you to rewrite history books. Just because that's what our government has declared doesn't mean that that's a final yes and amen. God's word is true. But there's a part we play. You know who was always picked last at Reese's to play football? I was. It was terrible. I finally branched off. They called me touchdown growing up because my initials are TD and I loved football. I loved it. That's all I wanted to do was play football. Don't worry, it wasn't tackle. And I got so tired of being the last one. So awkward. Just standing there, closing your eyes, sometimes pretending you're not there, walking away, pretending like you're not going to play. Because nobody wants to be the last one picked. Till one day I had enough. I branched off and I took all the losers and we created our own recess football league. Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Sometimes I got to be the captain and I got to pick my team. Sometimes I got to play quarterback. It was awesome. They called me touchdown until the day I graduated high school. Some of you feel like you're second class. Maybe because you can't be up here and sing. Maybe because you don't have a talent or, or you feel like nobody sees you or notices you. But God's word is true and you're always picked first for God's seed because he says if you will cleanse yourself from what is dishonorable, that he will use you. But you can't do it without him. Have you ever tried to get over your sin? Your hang up, right? I mean, let's be honest, sin is fun, but it lasts just a short time. Have you ever tried to quit doing one particular sin and you just can't? Am I alone? Anyone with me? Yeah, it's a struggle, it's a battle. Listen, you can't do it without Jesus. Mario, you can throw that up there. 
There are many vessels in a house. Some made of gold, some made of silver, some made of wood, and some made of clay. Some for honorable use, some for dishonorable use. But if you will cleanse yourself from what is dishonorable, then you will be set apart, holy, ready for every good work and every honorable use by the Master. But in the last days, there will be trouble. There will be days of difficulty. There will be lovers of self, lovers of pleasure, disobedient to parents, liars, cheaters. But if you will cleanse yourself of what is dishonorable, you will be set apart and holy. The very king of all kings, the one true God, the one who when he breathes, he puts stars into the night sky and he calls every star by name and he has your name written perfectly on the palm of his hand and it's spoke correctly and he keeps track of how many hairs you have on your head. Even when you get older and start losing hair, he does it all. The one who there's billions of people on this planet for thousands of years and no two people have the same thumbprint. The one who crafts the most beautiful sunrise, it creates the perfect sunset. Jesus. Pay it all. So that we wouldn't have to serve dinner out of the toilet. Jesus paid it all so that you wouldn't have to wrestle and fight with sin and addiction and hide it and just be like, it's okay, it's not a big deal. No, it is a big deal. Because sin is death. Look at that picture along the line. The Bible says that they beat him up so bad they couldn't recognize him. They pulled the hair out of his face. It's your breath in our lungs, we pour out our praise. But if we're being honest, there's more to it, isn't it? Kyle, if you want to come up and play, I'm about to be done. You were created for so much more. You were created for so much more. Some of you are walking around like toilets, like I'm nothing, I'm nobody. That is not who you are. You are God's favorite one. You are God's chosen one. You are God's child. You're not an accident. You didn't just happen. You're not the result of two planets colliding or some chimpanzee prancing around the planet. Like you are a thought and an intention of God's heart. I hate my dog. Actually, I love my dog. But sometimes I hate him. But you know what? I researched for months about bloodhounds before I got one. Do you know how many different bloodhounds I looked at? A little too many. And when I saw that one, so that's mine. I want that one. And, and I'm not a parent, so I don't really get the whole parent-child thing, but I, I kind of do on some small level. And it's like, God, is this? He's like, I'm your father and I want you. You're my child. It's not just rules, thou shalt not, and thou shalt do this, because God is boring. He's like the funnest God ever. Oh my gosh. 
I have no doubt that he was laughing that day in Colorado when I peed my pants, okay? For 10 days that that happened. But that's how God is because I'm his kid and I'm his favorite. And I'm his friend. And it's true of you too. You have no idea how much junk I've had in my toilet, man. No idea. You have no idea how many times I tried to pray to God. And I tried to walk with God, but I had sin in my life. And I needed help. My sin was separating me from God. And it wasn't until I fully surrendered that everything changed. It wasn't until I fully surrendered that God had room and space in my heart and in my life to, to work and to change me. You're not an accident. You're not a burden. You're not a problem. You're not a failure. You're not a mistake. You're not a mix-up. You're not unworthy. He did that out of his love for you. He didn't have to. It was because of the great, great love that he had for you. He said, oh man, Johnny, I love you. We got to fix this. I got this. Let me fix it for you. Nobody eats dinner out of the toilets. And Jesus didn't die on the cross so that you would battle sin the rest of your life. Jesus didn't die on the cross so that you would be addicted or struggle with things in darkness. Because I get it. I can sing songs too, and I can clap, and I can raise my hands, but it's entirely different when God has my heart, when I truly surrender. So I don't know what it is this week that you need to let go of. Maybe it's not sin. Maybe it's just a bad chapter. Maybe it's just a bad self-image. It's hard to relate to God as Father and loving when you've not had the best Father. loves you so much. He sees when you wake up every day. I mean, it's not like he's, there's this giant computer screen and he's like, oh, minion one is up, minion two. Like, he sees you. He, he sees when you wake up and he sees when you go to bed at night. What love is that? Man. He's chosen you. He has set you apart as holy. He said, you Armand, I love you. I want you. I need you. And when you understand that, everything else fades away. When I understood how much God loved me, it didn't matter how my parents treated me. I didn't talk to my parents for years. I hated my mom and dad. And it broke me. But one day I got it. God loves me. I'm his. And it changed everything. Guess what? Now, I love my mom and dad. It's bananas. I can't explain it, but it's Jesus. And for me, I want my life to be right. I want to be set apart. I want to be holy. I don't want to listen to bad music just because everyone else is listening to bad music. I don't want to watch movies just because it's not that bad. Like, I want to make God really happy with my life. 
to be a vessel that's set apart for honorable use. But I can't do it without Christ. So every day, Tara has a choice. And most days, Tara says something like this. God, I really need you today. Because I have not been without you. You know how headed I get. You know how bad I am. You know how frustrated I am. You know how I want to punch there and knock their block off. God, I really need you. God, I really need you today because I'm having a tough day. And I know you know that because you love me. God, I need you today because I'm really trying to kick this bad habit. Because I know it displeases you. God, I need you today. It's not enough for me to just sing a song anymore and to clap and to raise my hands and to go to church. It's so much more than that. I see these kids in the Middle East who are losing their lives. Christians who are losing their heads literally because they love Jesus. And I ask myself, would I be so daring? Would I have that kind of courage? I read 2 Timothy 2 about the honorable vessel and dishonorable, and I'm like, okay, maybe I'm trying to serve dinner out of my toilet. I might have a problem. God, would you help me? But, but then I read 2 Timothy 3, 3, and it talks about lovers of selves and cheaters and disobedient. And I'm like, oh, that's me. God, have mercy. Forgive me. Forgive me, God, for all the times I've cheated you. Because sometimes God asks you to do really hard things, but I promise it will never compare to that. It will never compare to that. Look at those eyes. That is love. That is freedom. That is redemption. Friends, nobody serves dinner out of the toilet. That very God right there lives in our hearts. Talk about honor. I'm going to tell you guys a story and then I'm really going to be done. I gave my life to Jesus when I was eight years old. Every day I have a twin sister, her name is Sarah. And every day after school we'd come home and we'd have a snack. And we watch this TV show called The Gospel Bill Show. Does anyone in here know The Gospel Bill Show? Just curious. No? Wait, wait, go figure. It's just like cowboy country western and there are these characters and there was a country store and there was a country sheriff and they told these stories, these cowboys with shiny silver pistols. And every day at the end, they would say, if you don't need know Jesus, you can say this prayer. I heard it hundreds of times. Till one day I knew it was time. So laying there on that old, ugly, scratchy, brown, flat couch, I asked Jesus in my heart. And when I asked him to move into my heart, I believed that Jesus was like a little action figure-sized guy. I mean, I know he's God, but I believed he was an action figure, and he had a little action figure suitcase, and he had a little action figure recliner. And when I asked Jesus into my heart, that's what I believed to be true. I just pictured Jesus moving in with a recliner and a suitcase. It makes me laugh, and it, it you know changes things for me, and here's why. When I remember that is who was in my heart, oh man, I want him to be comfortable. I want him to be happy there. If Jesus came to my house for dinner, I surely, surely would not serve him dinner 
out of my toilet. But just like that's a silly picture, it's true of my heart. I want to live a life that counts. I don't want that to be wasted ever for me. He's calling. He's calling your name. Will you finally surrender? Will, will you just be honest and say, okay, it's true. I've been giving God my second best. I care what's more I, I care more about what's on my news but my Facebook news feed than I do what's in my Bible. I care more what others say than I care about what he says. Yeah, I've been giving God my second best. I've spent more time talking to my best friend about just nothingness, really. And I really haven't talked to God today. Could we just be honest and say that tonight? I'll be honest for Tara and say that. No more serving dinner out of the toilet, man. Not for King Jesus. It is what it is, and I can't change it. But I know who can. Miss Jesus. So tonight, I'm closing the lid on it. And it reeks too. And, and then somehow Jesus comes in, he flushes and he's like, tear out of God. Don't miss out on who God is and what he has for you. I promise it's really, 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 really good. He loves you. You're not in trouble. You're not in a timeout. You're not grounded for life. He loves you. But it's time to cleanse ourselves from the dishonorable so that we can be set apart, holy, ready for every good work. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your grace and your mercy that you love us. And God, that we can never fully wrap our minds around how much you love us. That even in the midst of our stuff, God, you love us. You call us your own. You, you choose us. You choose me. God, forgive me for all the times I've gotten it wrong. God, forgive me for giving you second best. When you deserve my absolute first, you deserve my best. God, for all the times that I've tried to be an honorable vessel for you when I've had junk in my life, God, tonight I say no more for me. God, I want to be set apart. I want to be holy. I want to die to myself, God, so that you can live and reign in me, God. I want to be a lover of God, not a lover of pleasure. God, I want to think about others more than I think about myself. I, I want to do everything that's unto you, God. I, I want to be free and forgiven. I want my light to shine greater, God. Forgive me, God. Thank you for your grace, your forgiveness, your cleansing. God, thank you for what you're doing in these students' hearts, God. We just say yes to you. We love you. And God, for all the times that we get it wrong, and for the, all the times we act like knuckleheads, God, we love you. We love you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for bearing our cross. What amazing grace. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Y'all just stand up. We're going to sing, I Surrender Again.